Hi, this is the HR Hub and I'm Andrea Adams. So today we're going to talk about Agile HR. Agile, really in HR? Aren't we the processing compliance people? Well, yes, but there is some opportunity for agility in HR. We're going to discuss that coming up shortly. But keep listening to learn about this topic or any other topic related to HR. You can also find me on YouTube. Today, my guest is Alyssa Law. Alyssa is an HR consultant with HR West and trainer. She's also a coworker and a friend, full disclosure. Uh, Alyssa is the head of Spacemaker Canada, which is a productivity and digital wellness company. Those might seem like an odd fit, but we did a video about this and you'll understand the fit if you watch that video. Hi, Alyssa. How are you? Great. Good to be with you, Andrea. Well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about Agile HR. Uh, I know we'll get into how that fits with HR, but what is it? Um, well, thanks very much. So Agile HR, when I first heard about Agile HR, uh, my first thought was, isn't that just good HR? I had no idea what this term was, and uh, it really fit with the way I practiced HR. So I was very excited about what it is. So uh, before we get into to what Agile HR is, it's important to discuss what is Agile project management. Some people might have Yikes. heard of this. So it's got its root in software development, and it's um, defined by Wikipedia as a method of project management that is characterized by the division of tasks into short phases of work with frequent reassessment versus like a big bang, um, traditional, you know, waterfall um, project management. But we're not talking about project management specifically here. We're talking about HR. So um, non-tech uh, industry started paying attention to the agile approach um, really due to the need to be innovative, to pivot quickly. I mean, if we look at the last few years, it's more obvious than ever that businesses need to be able to adapt uh, to changes in the economy, the labor market. And also, HR has always struggled to define what is their value, what value are they bringing, um, how do they uh, kind of validate their seat at the table as a strategic partner. So, the the idea of agile HR, you know, the the earliest date I've seen it being discussed is in 2012 uh, with Deloitte. Uh, so, moving on from agile, so agile HR, uh, there's many definitions out there, but the one I like the best is the simplest from uh, the Harvard Business Review, and it is a move away from a rules and planning approach towards a simpler and faster model driven by feedback from participants. So, what's really important in, uh, in agile HR is feedback from participants and quick uh, adaptation based on that feedback, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but what, what I'll say about Agile HR, one very important distinction to understand is that Agile HR is not a methodology. It's a mindset grounded in principles. So it borrows some aspects from Agile project management, and there's various methodologies um, if you look that up. Um, so it borrows some aspects from Agile, but applies it in a light way. So in that way, it's a mindset, um, grounded in principles, and there's no one size fits all or one way to do it. Okay, so just for clarity's sake, agile as a project approach is a methodology, but when you take it into HR, it's a mindset. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm not, you know, I'm not an agile um, <laughs> agile expert in project management. There's various methodologies, my understanding, um, that that are yeah. for agile project management. 
when we're applying agile to agile HR, it's the way I, I define it, the way I understand it is a mindset grounded in principles. So there's certain principles that are applied, but there's no one way to do it. Um, and there's, there's different ways to do it as long as those mindsets of those principles are being applied in the approach. So tell me about the principles. The principles. So, um, there's three core principles that are common in any research you read about agile HR. The first is uh, thinking of employees as customers. So for example, in agile project management in tech, you know, the customers who are consuming the products are the customers in agile HR, our employees are the customers of the employee experience that we are creating and mm-hmm. more on that a little bit later. The next is small iterations that are tested for real time feedback before being scaled up. So, um, we roll a small piece out and test it and learn. And then you scale it up. Um, and in this way, there's shorter cycles. And the third is a move away from a top-down bureaucratic approach to fluidity where information can flow um, up, down, and sideways. So again, there's no one way to do that, uh, but moving away from just a bureaucratic model where um, information and decisions just come from the top down. So I'll, I'll give you uh, an example of each core principle just to to help um, help in understanding that. So in viewing employees as customers, one of the ways we're seeing this mindset is in the way HR departments are being named. So as you've probably noticed, each HR departments are having all sorts of different names. Um, you, you know, you've got employee experience, you've got talent and culture, you've got um, people and culture, you've got talent and experience. So even the ways that the departments are named are viewing employees differently than, um, you know, human resources. Uh, the next way that I'll describe this is there's an example with Vistaprint, which is a very large organization, and there's been some articles written on their agile journey. So a traditional approach to problem solving might be asking, you know, what does this function need? What does this department or business function need? But with the view of employees as customers, instead, um, they were asking, what experience does the employee need to deliver this particular product? Yeah. So it's a difference of thinking. Um, so that's that's about the, the thought of employees as customers and how we're delivering value. Um, the next is regarding small iterations. So um, shorter cycles allow for continuous feedback, immediate feedback. So one area we're seeing this um, that's actually becoming much more standard is continuous performance management. So instead of having these, you know, annual reviews, annual, yeah. yeah. Or every, you know, six months, checking in with employees every month, for example, or more frequently allows for regular feedback to find out what's going on and changes to be made as you go. Um, so even though this isn't necessarily labeled as agile HR, it certainly does follow those principles that we're seeing a lot of businesses um, applying that model and find a lot more success. And the the third one with, you know, the move away from bureaucracy, I mean, Businesses still have structured, businesses still have hierarchy, but um, this core principle is is generally applied through cross-functional teams. So whether it's just a temporary team being put together to solve a problem yeah. where there was senior leadership, um, new employees, employees from different departments. Uh, but, so all sorts of different roles are that touch whatever the, the problem or issue is are put together in a cross-functional team for problem solving instead of the decision just coming down from the top down. So 
in that there's fluidity of movement of information between departments, between and hierarchical roles. Yeah, I'm thinking about that and how that idea can be applied because silos are often something I find, you know, our clients struggle with. Anyways, keep going. Um, uh, so we'll say, oh, and we'll, we can discuss this a little bit more later, but what this means is that solutions are being co-created. So yes. that the solutions aren't just coming from the top down, they're being co-created with the employees or with people in different roles with different views and perspectives and knowledge on the issue. So what this uh, results in is not only way better solutions, quicker solutions, but employees are also feeling empowered and being um, brought into decision-making that really they have a lot of knowledge about. Um, the other is is with this, um, ruthless prioritization is a really important part of Agile HR. So when you really get into the technical side of Agile HR, you'll start to see a little bit more uh, of language that comes from um, agile project management, um, specifically when it comes to project prioritization and things like um, using scrum boards to prioritize projects. We're not going to get too into that in this discussion, but certainly it's something that you can research and see if it would be a good fit for, for your organization. Some organizations even have specific roles that are designated to is to using the, the scrum board and prioritizing the agile uh, projects that are on the go. So uh, yeah. so we're seeing with a combination of those three principles, you know, viewing your um, employees as customers, these smaller iterations where we can see uh, see and, and learn um, from um, feedback quickly and then co-creating um, with, uh, with um, these cross-functional teams where information flows more freely between departments and between bureaucratic levels, there's more success. I already am a little bit surprised, but anyway, what might surprise HR people about Agile? So the beauty of Agile HR and the, why, the way it reason it's so effective is there's no one way to do it. So, you know, how you might apply this in a very large organization or department versus a small uh, mom and pop business is, um, is different. It can be applied in large ways, in small ways. Because it's a mindset, not a method, it can look look like different things you know uh it can be as simple as before sending the corporate communication asking an employee what they think about it it could be as simple as as that or it could be a little bit more complicated when you restructure the organization or departments um, to create these opportunities for cross-functional feedback so it can look different depending on the industry it can be large or small and it can actually apply even to you know public sector large organizations and organizations very um non-agile right yes not yeah okay i'll leave that can you give an example of how what this might look like in practice sure so uh there was a large organization a very large organization implementing a hybrid work policy as we know many organizations yes Traditional approach might have been um, a number of senior leaders sat down, decided what was best, and rolled out a policy like everybody has to be in the office two days a week or something similar. Uh, but instead, this organization took the approach of um, getting small groups of employees together and giving them different hybrid schedules and, you know, see what happened. How did they react? What tools did they need? How did it go? So um, they were testing with these different groups 
groups of employees, smaller groups, and then based on what they learned about what was working, what didn't work, um, what might be suitable for different departments or roles, mm -hmm. they then made some decisions on what they thought would work and scaled it up and more broadly across the organization instead of coming down with a big um, a big policy from above applied to everybody. So in that way, they were able to learn what would work best before they expanded it to uh, to the broader organization. Um, so that's one example. Um, another example I can share. So an organization I worked with noticed that uh, the new hires were making a lot of errors. So there's a lot of errors, but you know, what was the cause? Was it a training issue? Were they hiring people who weren't qualified? Was it a leadership issue? Was it a system issue? So instead of spending hours in you know, a senior leadership meeting trying to figure this out, um, a cross-functional team was was assembled with the new hires, which more with more experienced hires, with managers, with HR to problem solve the issue. And, and what came out is, you know, a few simple things. They needed uh, a simple how-to document, an extra half day of specific training and their onboarding. And, you know, a few little adjustments to the way that they were mentored and it made a significant improvement. It wasn't complicated, but they needed all those voices table to understand what was actually causing, causing the challenge. Wow. So this actually sounds a lot like pilot projects where you get a team together, they uh, come up with something, they test it, and eventually it's rolled out. Is it not just piloting by another name? Um, that's a great question. And you know, where I see the key difference between piloting and um, what is going on with Agile HR is uh, piloting from my my understanding really comes with a kind of tweaking mindset. Like this is what we're going to do. Oh. Let's pilot, see how it goes and find out how we can tweak it. Whereas with the Agile approach, it, it's really all about discovery. It's all about being open to any possibility, even if that is completely scrapping the idea. So it's really coming in to learn with an open mind about what might be the solution instead of coming and saying, okay, we want to roll, we're going to roll this out. We've already, yes. It. Let's see if we need to make adjustments. Whereas with, with agile, it, it's smaller. There's not already a conclusion made. It's let's see what we learn. And then from there we can adapt. Um, so it's more, more focused on any possibility and on, you know, what, what we're learning and discovering versus making tweaks to an already pre-planned idea. Is this, I think I know the answer to the question, but maybe you can talk about the how. Uh, is this something that small employers can do? Definitely. And actually, I think with small employers, um, a lot of them are doing this because they have to. They, they're, they're tighter for resources. They have more um, opportunities to connect people of different levels. So, um, so there's so many ways a small employer can use agile HR, you know, simple examples like bringing employees into brainstorming, providing simple tools that are, that are solving a problem and then adapting them as they go, instead of waiting to have a perfect document or project rolled out. Um, so, you know, trying something, getting feedback, putting it out there, seeing how it goes and then adjusting as, as they go is, uh, is is agile you know it seems really simple but hey you know our managers are seem to be unclear about x topic let's bring them together brainstorm here we've got a one pager they can start using it right away well we need to add to it maybe 
but we have something that we can use right away. And small employers um, have, they do have the benefit of, um, of, you know, usually there's, there's less, you know, red tape or bureaucracy to making some of those changes. When might Agile be ineffective? Um, I mean, from my perspective, I don't think ineffective is like right word, but you are. <laughs> okay. What's the right word? You know, there are industries where more regulation is required, like healthcare, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go to the work. There's very specific regulations. So I'll share an example. So one example that really hit home with me when I was first learning more about Agile HR is an example of what a restaurant. So, of course, a restaurant has to have very rigorous food safe you know, regulation, cleanliness regulations to be able to meet code and, yes. and have the food. But uh, if they, they'd also have to have a menu that's appealing, that's innovative, that is regularly changing, that they can market. So traditionally, HR has focused solely or mostly on that compliance piece, right? Making sure that there's uh, the kitchen's clean and the food safe requirements are met. But if a restaurant focuses only on that, they're not going to really be able to sell or maybe stay in business because they haven't focused it all on their product offerings and making it appealing and innovative. So, um, you know, we're not at all throwing away the regulation piece. That's a really important part of HR and should be um, a standard that everything, you know, has to meet as continually. Yeah, yeah. But in Agile HR, we're also looking at how we adapt and how we can do things that are innovative for our our staff function to operate um, optimally for us to problem solve. So uh, it's not that, you know, meeting the food safe requirements in the kitchen is no longer important. It's just it's not the only thing. But I, I certainly say some some industries are going to have more regulation than others. You know, as I said, healthcare, government. But because this is a mindset and not a methodology, you can still approach that problem solving mm-hmm. in the regeneration with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing that says, you know, in healthcare, you can't put a cross-functional team together to brainstorm problem, right? And mm-hmm. they might not be able to change the scope of, a, a, you know, nurse's role, for example. Um, but if there's a if there's a problem in the organization, you can still apply the principles to uh, to look at solutions. So there certainly are industries where Agile HR will look different, but what I'd say is the biggest challenge is the shift in mindset. So um, shifting the mindset of leaders and what may be perceived as a loss of control as they do bring in these cross-functional teams to to problem solve. So that's one, uh, one barrier is the shift in mindset from a different way of doing things is being open to the potential of scrapping previous ways that HR has been done for many years. You know, like we do an annual performance review and that's how we do it. You know, that that's how, how people do it. Uh, whereas with the agile approach, um, you're really looking at, is this actually the most effective way to do it and being open to, to different possibilities. And the third, I would say biggest challenge is reskilling our HR department and leaders to understand agile this isn't something that's really being taught up this isn't something that a lot of hr practitioners i've interacted with are aware of familiar with comfortable with or know how to use so other yeah. change mindset towards uh what ad towards agile hr principles as well as upskilling our hr teams to really be able to um to apply this in an effective way all right uh final question here 
Where can someone learn more? Uh, well, there are really great free online resources. So I'll say um, completely unaffiliated with me. Uh, if you check out the uh, Agile HR community online, they have great resources, videos, tools that any business leader or manager can learn more. Um, you can also chat with me. Feel free to connect with me. I do uh, deliver Agile HR training and I can also help in um, implementation of uh, projects which with an Agile mindset. So feel free to connect with me. There's great resources online as well um, that, uh, that you can find. Okay, I will put links to that in the show notes. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks, Alyssa. I totally see how I can apply some of this in the work I'm doing with some of my clients. But we have reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening out there. We'll catch you next time when I talk with another insightful guest.